boom time. Again, helping SMBs understand go-to-market strategies, uh, not only just on the SaaS side, but also on the on the services side. Team of 35 people, six engineers as they scale, serving 300 customers, paying on average $800 a month historically. So 250 grand a month right now in sales. Their new customers, though, being onboarded at closer to $2,000 a month price points. They look to scale. They are profitable today. They've raised $8 million bucks. Slow growth in the teens over the past 12 months, but Bill predicts that's going to pick up here in 2020. Nathan Latka here, guys. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember there's a premium version with even more. You get early access to episodes. So you would have heard this almost four weeks ago. There's 1,500 searchable transcripts by data points like revenue greater than a million or located in the United States or bootstrap SaaS companies only. If you want to help out right now, head to gitlatka.com or check out the show notes for a link. Your support also helps us to continue to produce high quality shows in the future. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Bill Bice. He is building a company called Boom Time. He's a serial entrepreneur since age 14, passionate about enabling smaller businesses to more successfully compete with their larger competitors through effective marketing. Through the years, he built and invested over 25 companies, but kept finding the same flaws in marketing strategies. So as a programmer at heart, he founded Boom Time, a company that tackles marketing as a technology problem. Bill, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay. So tell us, I mean, is, is Boom Time an agency or a, pure, or a SaaS company? Well, it's both. It is we use technology to deliver a service. So I, I think the the whole problem with this area is neither approach by itself really solves the problem. You mm-hmm. got to have both. Yeah. I, by the way, I don't disagree with that. Uh, but I always mention the story of kind of how you what came first. So are you technologist heart SaaS came first, or you were an agency consulting at first? No, I started on the technology side. I mean, I started my career as a programmer, wrote the software for uh, for my first uh, company, and and so we really started on the technology side and. And I desperately wanted to solve the problem purely from the tech side because, you know, SaaS businesses are it's a great business model. But the problem was we just we couldn't get there. We couldn't actually solve the problem without adding the service uh, onto it because it you know, the whole problem is that the vast majority of businesses just don't have the the resources, and the expertise to do the day to day execution that is required to do this well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, good. So when did you start this company? What year? Uh, so six years. So whatever that translates to call it 2014 to get going. And, and what was the first product you took to market? Was it consulting or SaaS? It was SaaS. So we, we started by building a, uh, really a a content oriented marketing automation platform. And, and then when you really get into the problems that companies have in this area, it's, it's really the hard stuff. How do you get that regular flow of really great content? How do you solve the problems if nobody really uses the CRM system? And if we don't actually have an audience that we're building that we can talk to, then none, you know, none of this comes together. We don't actually solve the problem. So what was the, what's the pricing today on the SaaS platform? What's the average customer paying per month? So our, our starting point is $2,000 a month to basically build the marketing foundation for any B2B high value kind of company. You have a bunch of different things on mailbox mining, LinkedIn, you know, word of mouth stuff. Like there's a bunch of different plans here, which I mean, does one of this make up like the majority of the revenue? Is there one you're hyper focused on? Yeah. So it's, it's that sort of mid-level word of mouth that is that $2,000 a month price point for 2,500 a month. We'll also build the website and, and maintain it. But what, what we're doing at that core piece is solving all the basic problems. Are we really doing a good job of capturing the leads and referrals that are coming in? Do we have a nurturing campaign that's going out and following up with every single prospect? Do we have a regular flow of content going out? Uh, You mentioned mailbox mining. That goes after a very specific problem, which is 
so many of the leads and contacts that your sales team are making never actually make it into the CRM, which means we're, we're not we're not following up with them. We're not selling to them. And yet those contacts are happening. They're happening in your email. So let's just grab those. Let's get them into the CRM system. And and because we've built, you know, hundreds and hundreds of nurturing campaigns and uh, and, and regular flow of content, we get the, the benefit of learning from all that data across several hundred different companies. And that that's to me what makes this so much fun. Right. It, it really is all about the data. Yep. So, OK, so how many you launched in 2014? How many customers are you working with now today? Well, we have several thousand. Uh, so we've got 3000 clients total, but that includes people that are using just the technology piece. So in terms of what we really do today, it's several hundred where we're providing the combination of, of both the technology and the service. Okay. So what are we talking like 200, 300, something like that? Uh, a little over 300. Okay. 300. So, so, I mean, can I take 300 times that 2000 a month and basically back into revenue? You can. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So that's 600, I mean, that's 600 grand a month, right? Yes, we're, we we also got our way there over time. So I'd love to say that every client was at that level, but uh, so we have a uh, we we have a pretty wide range there. So we're we're doing we're doing uh, we're doing about two hundred fifty in MRR right now. Oh, fair enough. Okay. By the way, still healthy, right? So so there are essentially three hundred paying that make up uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month in pure SaaS revenue. Now, is that kind of also including professional services revenue, or is there revenue on top of that that's professional services? Yeah, that, that's all in. Okay. Uh, the key to our model, though, is that the the way you create get great content is we built a network of, of subject matter experts. So we have 300 writers that we use. So we don't do any of the content creation internally. That's part of the workflow that our platform manages. So how do we get great ideas, turn that into creative briefs, send it out to writers, get it edited right for the voice, distribute it, take the analytics, iterate through that process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, What's interesting about listening to your story is I've interviewed people that are solely doing one of these things, uh, for example, scripted, right? Marketplace to go hire writers. It sounds like you've kind of built your own little scripted inside of the like embedded in your business, in these pricing plans. Why have you chosen to kind of do a lot of things for for the kind of the small business, right? Or, or the, the company that needs your help versus going all in on building like the best marketplace to hire writers? Well, there are good solutions for that. But the problem is, this from the CEO's, which is, which is where I come from. What I need is somebody to solve this problem. Like I, I, I took every method you can think of in the companies I've worked on, you know, built in the entire team internally, used an external agency, subcontracted it all out. All of those have challenges. Like to, to have a decent marketing team to actually execute on all the things you need is, you know, four to five roles. That's, that's pretty significant if you don't have a company that supports that. Um, hiring an agency, honestly, that'll work. But a ton of CEOs won't keep writing that $10,000 a check month in and month out, even though it is going to work because it's just hard to see the ROI. And yet the the number one problem in marketing is, is the lack of consistency. It, it's, if you don't commit to a strategy and stick with it, you're never going to get the, you're never going to get the results. You're not going to, you're not going to see the ROI. So what you really need is a solution that pulls all of those pieces together that, you know, that's the unique thing about what we created. And, and I created it to solve the problem that I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Now, what does growth look like? So if you're doing a quarter million a month right now, what were you doing about a year ago? Do you remember? Uh, it's the, the, the growth has really just started to take off in the last few months. It has taken us the last three years to really get the platform and process down and working. 
So it, it has been it's been a much harder problem to solve than I thought it would be. But that's also made it, uh, you know, really interesting and challenging. So going back a year, though, I mean, I understand that. What were you talking like you were like basically flat exactly a year ago doing 250 grand a month a year ago as well? No, we, we had we had OK growth, not not nearly as much as, as I would like. So that has changed a lot in the last quarter. But but year over year, you know, we were we were in the, the teens kind of, of okay. growth. OK, fair enough. So so maybe two hundred thousand dollars a month a year ago now, 100, 250 grand a month, you know, teens in terms of growth. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or do you decide to raise? No, the, there's really a big platform behind this. So we've raised a total of, of eight million in VC in order to in order to build this platform now. Mm-hmm. So, like, see, that's more challenging, right? If you're bootstrap growing in the teens, fine. But like, if you raise eight million bucks growing in the teens, I don't want to be at your board meeting. Let's just put it that way. So, I mean, how are you? You know, how are you managing these VCs that are saying, why, are you, why aren't you doubling year over year? You should be doubling. So, I think one of the biggest problems with venture back companies is is not getting the foundation built right to start with. So in my mind, it, it makes a lot more sense to take your time and do it well and then hit the gas in order to grow. Uh, there's so many great concepts and ideas that fail because it is, it's the problem with bc back companies. Like you are pressed to grow no matter what. And so it is, it is a challenge and dynamic to, to manage. But that's also your job as the CEO is to is sort of deal with that conflict. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, I mean, you, you say – the problem with VC backed company. I mean, you are a VC backed company, right? So, so you took the part of the challenge here is like, right. You took a bunch of dilution when you raised the 8 million based off a valuation that you were able to sell people on, which is important to be able to sell that vision as a founder. But then if you don't meet those things, there are all kinds of bad stuff can happen. You run out of cash, you have to do a bridge round with debt. You do a down round, you pro ratchet clauses, liquidation preferences, blah, blah, blah. So my question really is you believe in what you're doing You've got a great company. Problem is you have these people on your cap table that gave you 8 million bucks to throw around. You've potentially already thrown a lot of that around. How do you manage their expectations in 2020 and 2021 to make sure you don't end up in a down round or a bad situation? Yeah, it's, it's the right question. So we've got some real advantages. One is, is we're profitable. Oh, nice. And, great. And, and we have a payback time period that that is it depends on the we're, we're averaging about uh, about five months. And I think we're going to get that to, to four months very shortly. OK, right now, when you sign a new customer up for like your average customer, by the way, if you're doing 250 a month is paying about $800 a month times 300. So you're basically saying to get $800 a month customer, you're spending about 4000 bucks to get them. Yes, but our, our average new customer today is is at two thousand dollars a month. Okay, and and so we're when when you take the the fully loaded cost of acquiring that customer and delivering the service to them, we're we're currently at a five month payback, and and we see the ability to to get that to four months, and it's really because we're using we're using ourselves to market ourselves. So our customer acquisition cost is uh, is very reasonable today. And the big question that is right at the heart of what you're talking about is, can we get the growth that 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 I think this concept deserves without dramatically increasing the customer acquisition costs? That's one of the horrible ironies is is typically as you increase growth, your acquisition cost goes up. So are we able to to take all the things we've learned and and manage that? Yeah. Now, were you the original founder here? What's the story with with uh, Benjamin Moore and back in 2006? Yeah, so the, the company was actually run by, I recruited in a CEO by the name of Mark Cannon, who originally developed the concept behind what we're doing. Mark used to run Haibu in the UK, the Yellow Pages company there. So a lot of what we're doing is all of the challenges that Mark faced in doing that at immense scale. How do we do a better version of that? And that's what really created Boomtime. So when Mark retired, I came back in as, as CEO because 
I, I just I love what we're doing so much that I that I think it's worth taking it uh, taking it the rest of the way. So when when did you raise the eight million? Uh, so our last raise was uh, what about eighteen to twenty four months ago. Okay, got it. So like the April seventeenth Series B by Saba and Verge for three million was that actually much larger than three million? It was more like eight million. No, that was just the 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 B was a little bit more than that, but the B gave us got us to a total of it's like seven point eight if I remember. Oh, correctly. okay. So you had raised uh, some some prior to twenty seventeen as well. Right. There's a Series A before that. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. Uh, makes sense. I shouldn't. Series B, Series A. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so I'll just be clear. All those investors are still on the cap table today. Yes. Okay. Great. So driving growth. Um, where are you finding new customers today? So our, our primary route is the same thing we do for our clients, which is expanding our audience on LinkedIn. So if you're in B2B, you know, LinkedIn, this, this is like Facebook was in B2C 10 years ago. I mean, it's just a, it's an open area. The growth is tremendous. You know, it is the place to be if, if you want to grow in B2B. Yeah. Okay, good. So, I mean, tell me how you're doing that. Are, are you're, you're scraping legally? I mean, what are you doing on LinkedIn? Uh, we're, we're, we're not scraping illegally. We're running connection campaigns that, I mean, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn, it's, it's the ideal networking event, right? You get to meet exactly the right prospect. You don't have to eat horrible of food at the same time that you're doing it. And so we get connected to exactly the people that we are a good fit for. And, and we use, we use those same techniques for, for our clients. It's the best way to grow your audience. We want to convert as much of that as possible to, to email, but in the end, you know, you can create real growth out of just three channels in B2B. You've got your website, LinkedIn, and email. You tie those together, understand the customer journey. You've got the the whole model of what you need in order to, to grow your business. Very good. Okay, makes sense. Now, what about churn, right? Churn's critical in a SaaS company. So what's gross revenue churn over the past 12 months? Uh, I should know that off the top of my head, but uh, but I don't. The we, we have moved from covering sort of everything to focusing on B2B because the things we work well work best in that area. So we have churn in our history from sort of moving from the, from, uh, from B to C to focusing exclusively on B to B. So our, our churn has dropped dramatically in the last 12 months now that we really have that, that focus. Okay. Fair enough. So, so kind of still trying to figure out how to measure that on the new model. Yes. To, to me, what's important is, is separating out the, that history versus the, the clients that are who we're really who are really focused on today. Well, yeah, but that's a little bit unfair when you're trying to measure churn, which relies on history. You have to have a 12 month cohort to measure churn. Exactly. Yeah. What's the team size today? How many people? 35. 35. Okay. So 35 folks, how many engineers? Uh, we've got six or seven on the development team. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Now, is this a price point? I imagine it is where you can support a full time, like full time sales reps with quota. Uh, you can. The, the key, though, is is that we, we've got to have good lead inflow in order to, to make that model work, right? So just pure outbound sales is not going to work at this price point. So how many sales reps do you have? Uh, we've only got three people on the sales team. Three. Okay, so six engineers, three sales, 35 total. Where are the other 15, 25 people? So it's, it's, the, it's really the service component. It's marketing strategists and engineers who are actually actually delivering the end result. I see. Okay. So, so you're back to profitable. Uh, you're growing. You're hoping this year will be healthier growth in the past 12 months. Are you currently raising a new round of funding? We're not. If, if we're right about our strategy, we're not going to, we either won't raise money or we won't raise money for a couple of years until 
we really have this proven out and have a really nice uh, growth path behind us. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five, Bill. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, it's got to be the Challenger Sale because so much of what we do comes out of the concepts that are in the Challenger Sale. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Well, there's there's a bunch. I'm, I'm going to use... Uh, so Clay Christensen just, uh, just died a couple of days ago. Not really a CEO, but it feels that same role for me. So, so much of what I have done comes from the concepts that come out of, you know, the innovator's dilemma and so on. Yeah. Great, great, great guy that we lost, unfortunately. Um, and number three, besides your own, what's your favorite tool bill, uh, online tool for building your platform? Uh, just growth hackers. Like there's whatever marketing you want to do. Somebody's already done it. They've already run the test. So why not learn from somebody who's already been there, already spent the money and just do the next better version of that. And, and all that sitting out there in, uh, in resources like growth hackers. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I, I get eight and a half every night. That's good. Night in and night out. And what's your situation? Married, single kids, married, four kids. Wow. How, happy. You're busy. How old are you? Uh, 51, 51. Okay. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Christ, everything that I know now, like, I mean, that's the classic story. I go back to high school. Um, So when I, I started my first company when I was 18 and I thought I knew it all. And so I didn't accept advice or mentorship from anybody. And now I really have a clue about how little I know. And so I always try to find somebody who's already done what I want to do, right? It's such a much more intelligent way to figure out how to get there. Like took me forever to build that first company because I, just wasn't open to advice. Yep. Guys, there you have it. Boom time. Again, helping SMBs understand go-to-market strategies, uh, not only just on a SaaS side, but also on the on the services side. Team of 35 people, six engineers as they scale, serving 300 customers, paying on average $800 a month historically. So 250 grand a month right now in sales. Their new customers, though, being onboarded at closer to $2,000 a month price points. They look to scale. They are profitable today. They've raised $8 bucks. Slow growth in the teams over the past 12 months but Bill predicts that's going to pick up here in 2020. Bill, we're rooting for you. Thanks for taking us to the top. I appreciate it. Thanks.